Good afternoon, and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Joining Mr. Davis today for a discussion on climate change is Brett Kingstone, Alberto, and Jana Kellner. Mr. Kingstone is an inventor, technology entrepreneur, real estate developer, and generous philanthropist. Uh, Mr. Kellner is an entrepreneur in the laser show entertainment field, and Yana runs a fashion design company. And now, Mr. Davis and Mr. and Mrs. Kellner. <clears throat> it's sixth Wednesday. We're back together again. I'm delighted to be spending time with you every, every uh, Wednesday evening, and because you're all so bright, you send me such great messages, uh, except once in a while I get a threatening message if I say something negative about Trump. But on the whole, you read to my, you read to my wisdom, and, and I really appreciate um, your involvement in this uh, podcast. I don't know why my producer tells all of my, my wonderful um, achievements, but the best achievement of all my most valuable uh, uh, assets in my life I, I made with my wife who passed away uh, about two years ago. We had four daughters. I never did figure out how to make a boy. Four daughters, 30 grandchildren, over 70 great-grandchildren. And before she passed away, we had one great-great-grandchild. Now we have two great-great-grandchild children. So that that's really, if I lost all my money and everything else, uh, uh, it wouldn't be uh, uh, as meaningful as if I lost one of those uh, great uh, assets, one of those kids, even though I have a lot of them. And also, if you have a lot, there's a lot of aggravation and trouble, too, that comes with it. No, no... Uh, Rewards come with a without uh, a price. I I get a, I get stitches wholesale at my local restaurant uh, hospital because every day there's one kid crashing, even the littlest ones, one that's about three years old, ran into a piano stool, busted her head open. Another one was playing football and busted his head open. So I, after a hundred stitches a year, I get a big discount, but that's the price. Every asset has has a, a price. Anyway, it's great to be back with Brett Kingstone, one of my favorite people in the whole world. He's a he's a really tr true genius entrepreneur. I funded him when he, funded him when he was a little boy, and. Uh, uh, some of the people in my office said I was crazy because he looked like he was still out of his, just out of his diapers. And uh, I, I knew that he's a big, I know he's a big winner and I 
had an instinct um, and thankfully he proved me right. So I love him and and the other side of the coin is he doesn't agree with me about anything. <laughs> so we, we argue every, every, I love you too. Every, <laughs> I don't agree with you, but I love you. <laughs> every time Brett's on my show, he gives me an hour of aggravation. But um, even though we disagree, uh, we agree to stay in love. So welcome back, Brett. Thank you for participating and offering your, your wisdom. You certainly add to the wisdom of my um, listeners. So today we're going to discuss uh, global warming. I suspect, I'm not sure I didn't uh, discuss, it with, uh, discuss this with Brett earlier today, but um, since I know he always disagrees with me about almost anything political, I'm pretty sure he's going to be adversarial to my view, point of views. And I'm, I like to listen to him because he opens up my, my mind to other possibilities. So well, what do you think about uh, dealing with global warming? Morty, first I, I invited my friends and my girlfriend are staying me in my ranch in Colorado, Kenny and Lon, and was a chocolate company, but worked for Jake for 16 years. So uh, I understand his investment and also very much, you know, uh, coming from Honduras, South America, my two friends coming from Europe, Italy, mm. rounded discussions. You know, I'm very opinionated. So let me just maybe pass this to Alberto and Yellen to start to say, what are they seeing with the climate change issue in Italy and what their thoughts? And then later I'll share my with you. So Alberto, please. Yeah, I mean, uh, I noticed uh, uh, that uh, in Europe, and especially in Italy, Italy, we are now more and more concerned about the environment, about uh, all the things to keep the environment uh, more clean and uh, to uh, have uh, uh, less impact on all the activities. Uh, what I notice is a big difference between uh, the US and, uh, and uh, Europe, and especially Europe. In the last years, we really, really changed our behavior of business and private life. Just to make an example, we land more than 70% of the trash that we produce uh, in the house. It means that we divide every day cans, glass, paper, uh, from the food, and we have to separate everything. And if we don't do right, we get uh, from the city uh, when they uh, grab the garbage from the house. And so we have to be very careful. At the same time, we have to do a lot of savings uh, with the power because uh, the rising in the war, the price of the energy. The Yes, oil uh, went uh, very, very high. We have really, really to pay attention to all the things that uh, can make savings. This means also to have less pollution in terms of CO2 production. Uh, for this reason, also, my company, we have to certify ourselves for a couple of uh, ISO uh, 14001 uh, to we have less impact 
all our activities and all our uh, works and, yeah. and everything we produce. I said, an acronym for International Standards Organization, which creates the rules of procedure not only for now environmental issues, but in manufacturing for safety. Uh, maybe you can express what you've witnessed since you've been in their, their actions towards climate change compared to what you perceive is happening in Italy. Maybe compare from what you've seen in America, you were in Boston, you were in Washington, you were in New York, now you're in Boulder, Colorado. What have you that what is needed. Oh, yes. um, uh, what is very surprised for me that we are talking about uh, climate change and saving energy and music and we are on uh, 24-7-24. The buildings were light up in the evening. For us, it's absolutely crazy because uh, we we are from Milano. It's very, as you know, it's very one of the most important city, and all our buildings are uh, after dark. So, um, also the question um, about air condition. So, air condition, for example, because as you know. Uh, it's very space for press, but also you produce a lot of uh, CO2. So, um, um, for me, we have really high, really high pollution everywhere. Oh, they probably produce a lot, a lot of uh, uh, pollution on the road because uh, when you use the air conditioning, you of course uh, use a lot of energy and you produce much, much more CO2. Well, this is you know, one of the biggest uh, things that we notice we the temperature when you enter the restaurant in the home, to that in Europe and in Italy, and we have to cover ourselves otherwise we get the cold. This is one of the biggest uh, things that we notice and that we can see that really, really impact the, yeah. the environment is that in fact really really uh, the behavior reduce the, the climate uh, change sure. yeah. especially in a big city because all these air conditioning produce more heat outside and the heat uh, is increasing because of the concrete all around so it becomes uh, really a sort of a hot bubble in the town you know sometimes the temperature of the town yeah. is even uh, Four degrees more than that we can work out of the time. So this. Well, Morning in short, in summary. Brad, we're probably that. arguing we're doing Brad, too much. That. They will argue enough. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Morty. Ask that other beautiful lady that's with you I to move it. I knew it, Morty. <laughs> not to move it. From <laughs> not to move Can you? To move over. See we'll you see her? We'll tell you. Oh, I don't yeah. see her. Okay. Uh, Len says he's. Yeah. Look, just tell Morty you love him, okay? Yeah. Well, nice to meet you. And thank you very much for having us here. Uh, my name is Tanya. Um, Rick's girlfriend. My dog. Uh, I'm from Spiros. 
It's great to have you. It's great to have you all on board. Let me let me uh, start uh, my uh, brilliant, uh, phenomenal producer uh, prepared a bunch of a bunch of questions that we can uh, discuss and uh, see how you feel with respect to these questions. He says, wildfires in Hawaii and Canada, unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented rainstorms in California, record heat and flooding this summer. Is this from global warming or just a coincidence? statement that I, I fully agree with and that is <clears throat> it's the irresponsibility of human beings but it's the irresponsibility of human beings is what's caused causing all the global warming so uh, you're right it's, a lot of this occurred in the past but never at such record levels and so close in time every every day every week we have more of these fires and floods and and uh, all kind of things that come from from the weather. In the United States, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with, we're breaking every record on on heat. It's, uh, we going back hundreds of years. So well, you sound like uh, tr Trump. Uh, what Trump says, global warming is a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese to steal our jobs. Is that true? I'll change that quote for you, Morty. I think the exaggeration of the global warming perpetrated by the Democratic Party and Joe Biden 
take power away. It's interesting. I think what was stated by and especially Italy, they're claiming that the Americans are not doing enough. I think we're doing too much, but they think we're not doing enough. They're on your side, Harry. They more agree with I, have, I agree with them because America has changed dramatically. It used to be that we cared about people. Now we care about profits. So the oil companies want to drill. Yeah, the big deal is drill, drill, drill. So we so we'll be a, a energy independent. You know, we're, we're nuclear nuclear bomb independent too. We're in, independent uh, of arms. They were the most independent in the world. And we have started more wars, have been involved with more wars than any country in the world since the end of the Second World War. It, it doesn't work, this, uh, this argument, if you build more arms, which everybody loves in this country, because all 50 states get contracts for military equipment, so when they come back to their uh, uh, given communities, uh, given states, they say, oh, we got a bunch of new jobs because they get either their, their contractors like Boeing and uh, Raytheon and the major uh, uh, military producers, uh, arms producers, uh, bomb producers, and, and uh, if they're not major contractors, then they're major subcontractors. But all 50 states love, and also psychologically and, and uh, from a language point of view, who could ever vote against defense? You know, with defense, you know. We don't have an offense budget, but most of the, most of the things we spend on uh, is for offense, not defense. We've never, America's never been attacked in, a, in, a whole history, in its whole history. What are, what are we doing? We're, we're mixing in, a, in everybody's business. You know, Madison, Madison. We had we had the Germans shooting, uh, uh, shooting torpedoes uh, from their submarines on the cap on the east coast, and we have the, the Japanese on the west coast. We were attacked at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. Morty, we have been attacked. That's why we must have a Harbor. And now Pearl Harbor is not China. Is, China, mark my words. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is not part, ever part of the United States. The British attacked us over 200 years ago because they they owned us. So we, we had a war with them. But we, since the British fought with us, the only war we had was the Civil War where we killed so many of our own. We're the biggest war, war machine in the world. The other country that, that is involved in war is involved with our, our military equipment. We love it. It's the most productive, most, most rewarding product we export throughout the world. We, Saudi Arabia screws us every day by, by cutting the amount of oil so the price should go up. They're happy to sell less and less because the less they sell, the more revenues they take in. And, and, and we, we, we love we love them because with all the money they, they get from the oil, they spend it all on American military equipment, and they couldn't fight their war out, uh, uh, against Israel or anybody else for more than a week. Ferraris, racing cars in fashion. <laughs> I love the Italian. 
I love the Italians. I love the Italians. The minute, I love the Italians. The minute they, well, the minute they, they, they're not belligerent. The minute they get attacked, they put their arms down and they had the magic Macanoe line in the, before the Second World War. They said, is the Italians love everybody, okay? They just have love for the world, love for everybody. They're not belligerent, okay? We, I agree with you have, on that. <laughs> we have one of our founding uh, forefathers, Madison, uh, introduced uh, the Madison Doctrine. He said we should never be involved in anything but in any uh, uh, conflicts or, uh, uh, you know, uh, confrontations, belligerencies, other than in North or South America. And we're all over the world. We're, look, since the end of the Second World War, we were in North Korea, in, in Korea, the Korean War. We still haven't made peace. We are, we, we, the war has ended. I mean, uh, uh, the act of war has ended, but we still don't have a peace treaty. We had the Korean War, then we had the Vietnam War, then we had the Iraq War. Then we had the Afghan War. We, we haven't won, won a war. We've lost immense blood and, and treasure without accomplishing anything. Why did we go to war in Afghanistan? We believe belong, belong in Afghanistan like uh, Italy belongs in, uh, in the Bronx. I mean, uh, you know, that's ridiculous. They do, yeah, they, 3,000 people were killed. There's much shooting the South Bronx is Afghanistan. Yeah, I get it. Worry, one question I have for you. With this one more question, and that's the war in Ukraine and Russia. That we should be funding this war in Ukraine and Russia with your friend Joe Biden, who spent $120 billion of our money on the war in Ukraine and Russia. Economically, we didn't try diplomacy at all. We didn't try diplomacy at all. Remember, before the war started, at least we should have tested it. Putin said, if you don't let Ukraine into NATO, I won't attack uh, Ukraine. And we attacked them anyway. So, why did we try that? It didn't work. It didn't work. And we should have settled this diplomatically, one meeting with Putin in Geneva, and signed an agreement. This war would never exist. It was due to the confidence of our leadership in Washington. I don't know. I don't know if we. I don't know if we could have settled it, but at the very least, we should have. Should have made a diplomatic effort. What? I mean. Yeah. Well, just. I missed the humor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> turn off the show. Is that the wrong guy? Yeah. The wrong guy. <laughs> American, I agree with you. Yeah, you do agree with I, him? I agree with him. Yeah. And it's not I'm, just because he's handsome, because he's smart, right? Yes. Yeah. She said she agrees yeah. with you not just because you're handsome, but because you're smart, Ward. Brad, if you agree with me, I must be, I must be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... The United States will the fights. I don't want to get in a fight with you today. I'm a very good you let them talk, okay? <laughs> you ask them yeah. questions, you're in charge. We're all too young <laughs> too young to remember this. 
but before it was called the Defense Department, our our Defense Department. You know what it, what it was called? War Department. That's it. So we feel that that's you know, we needed a euphemism. You got to say something that's more. It doesn't sound like you're a warrior. So we changed it to Defense Department. Who could be against defense? But it, it's still a war department. You know, you don't, uh, if a euphemism, as you say, a, a more pleasant way uh, to describe something that's terrible. So, like, if somebody loses a father, you don't walk up to him and say, I'm, far, I'm, I'm really sorry, commiserate with you because your father dropped dead. <laughs> you say, I feel bad because your father passed away or for the loss of your father. You say it in a nice way. So we decided war department. We didn't we want to be deemed as a warrior. So, but the reason we entered Afghanistan, I'm told, and after the Russians were there ten years and left with their tails be, be between their legs, be uh, tracking them, they couldn't win a war in Afghanistan. We were there almost twenty years. We didn't gain anything. There's no progress there. We spent billions, billions, uh, actually a couple of trillion dollars there. Why? Because 3,000 people were killed in 9-11 in the World Trade Center. We should have gone after Osama bin Laden, like we did ultimately. We got him and Pakistan killed him. But why are we attacking the whole country? It shows you how belligerent we are. And then... And and Bush, and Bush started a war. And Bush started a war in Iraq, saying they have uh, what do you call it? Weapons of uh, mass destruction, and they, it, it turns out they didn't. I mean, that Saddam Hussein was ridiculous. He should have he invited us. So, what? And by the way, they agree. Absolutely. They agree. How? The more you I'm going to have them on next week. I'm going to have your friends next week. Yeah, you stay home. <laughs> anyway, yes. next, next week they're on. <laughs> Why? Here's, here's the other this is the next question my producer poses. Why will or won't why will or won't the free market work to address climate change? We, we, we said why should we have the free market or not address climate change? Is the free market yeah. capable of addressing it? We, we are. Uh, I don't think no, we argue that the free market raw functions, and, and, and it does, didn't because, you know why? Let me answer before the, you, you say, say your answer. Because there's so much profits in it, the oil companies make so much money that the free market is not free. It's, it's, it's influenced by the, the contributions of the big oil companies and all, all of the people that make tons of money from oil. There'd be more jobs from if we spent it, sent the people to work on global warming than on, on uh, oil. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry to intrude. Here he goes. What's your answer? I think that uh, the free market is not uh, able enough to regulate themselves to the climate change. It, uh, it is required uh, some uh, some uh, rules done or by governments or by you know international agents will uh, put some uh, uh, commitments, uh, some targets that have to be reached. Otherwise, the free market, especially in the Western countries, look more for the profit and not for the environment respect and for the climate change. So I think it's necessary uh, or other uh, nation agencies like United Nations or other agencies that can regulate these a little bit. Yes. You know the Constitution, our Constitution or the, uh, what is it, the rights? Uh, Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights says the United States should, this is the uh, the charge they gave to uh, their, their descendants. The United States should produce life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right? Life, liberty, and pursuit of And uh, they also said we should work towards a more perfect union. That's right, specifically said. It, it's evolved to where life is, is not that important because with the guns in this country, we're the only country that has so much killings and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And, and, and uh, in terms of happiness, you know, the, the UN does a, a survey of which countries are the happiest. And... Uh, Unfortunately, we're the wealthiest, but nowhere near the happiest. Happiest, the the happiest are the Scandinavian countries, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Norway. We're number sixteen. Even Israel's ahead of us. A small country like Israel is number ten, and and the United States is number sixteen, because we we're not for happiness. We're for life, liberty, and the pursuit of ever-growing GDP ever-growing economy and ever-growing profits. And even Milton Friedman, who, who I loved, great, great economist, won the Nobel Prize, said the only duty of the corporation is to make more and more profits. Don't care about the employees, don't care about your community, don't care of the damage you do by leaking oil into the ocean, into the rivers, or chemicals into the rivers. All of that hurts profits. So don't, don't care, just strive for bigger profits. And we're successful at that, but we're not successful uh, with all the wealth we have, we should be the happiest, right? Shouldn't we be the happiest? We're the wealthiest. I, I can tell you, I'm very happy right now, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, whenever you're on drugs, you're always happy. <laughs> no, you're, you're a happy guy. You, if, if, everybody, if everybody was like Brett Kingston, we'd, we'd be a happy country. Unfortunately, greed, greed dictates. <laughs> Capitalism is great, but when it... I, I, it, I also think there's a lot of goodwill in this country. Morty, I rode my motorcycle across the United States. I had the opportunity to meet people in almost every one of the 48 states while crossing the country two times. 
We have wonderful people in this country, I must tell you, compassionate people. I was stopped just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I had a terrible rainstorm. The rain was coming down so hard I could hardly see my hand in front of my motorcycle headlight. I pulled off to a 7-Eleven, and an African-American Baptist preacher came to me, saw me so deep. He made a prayer for my safety on my trip. Really heartfelt. I'd stopped in many small towns. They asked me, hey, where are you staying? I said, well, I'm not really sure yet. Oh, you can stay at our house. We'll cook for you. Let's talk, telling me about their lives and stuff. I slept on at least seven couches in, 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 in uh, seven different states. Uh, really, the American people have good hearts. You, and I think the people running our corporations right now are the most insanely mad people. They're more concerned with gender equity, inclusion, and virtue signaling, and, and, and having Disney showing... Uh, showing the worst things in their cartoons and their movies to try to advertise that they're LGBTQ. You know what? A five-year-old and a three-year-old doesn't need to see any any sex, period. Heterosexual or homosexual. This uh, People being a different sexualized characters at an early age to kids, I think it's child abuse. So I think the problem, Morty, is not problem is the leadership of our corporations have gone so woke, so bad, so crazy, they don't even care about profits anymore. Brett, I never took a motor bike throughout this country, but I think the American people are great. But there are some people that control, we're not a democracy. 75% of the people in this country are for gun control. But the the NRA, the National Rifle Association, targets their contributions. They come. They come. You're more likely. You're more likely to die. You're more likely to die from a shooting than anybody who doesn't have, have a gun. Once you pull out your gun, you're raising the ante. The guy. If somebody loves my house, I will be as nice to them as could be. I'll give them whatever they want. I just want them out of the house. Or if you, I pull them, I would if I pull them, if I pull a gun on him, I'm more you likely to you or your family. What if robbing you is not enough? What if they want to take one of your daughters? What do you do then? Morty, we lost news. You know why? The first thing he did is he took away the guns. What do you, what do you call and the guns? They lost the ability to because they couldn't defend themselves, and they were herded like sheep to the concentration camps. If they want to attack, six million Jews. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. If they wanted to take one of my daughters, I'd give them a nice dowry. Huh? Give them a salary? A dowry. A dowry. You know what a dowry is? You give him a big gift. I'd give the guy a big gift if he took my daughter. <laughs> no, this country is not. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you give it. Okay, so she wouldn't trouble you anymore. I get it. Okay. I gotta tell you something. This nation was founded because we had an armed citizenry. 
we had a militia that was able to rise up against the British and create the nation. The reason why this nation hasn't been evaded is for the Second Amendment warning. Well, the Second Amendment, if you read it, says a well-armed militia. Not every man. It says that a well-armed militia. militia. Every, every man is... A well-armed militia. Why did they put in that preface? Because it's not for every man. And you could have it, have it but you don't, need, you don't need assault weapons that were created for war to kill as many people as fast as they can. A hundred bullets in, in one minute. It's, a, it's outrageous. It's, it's, you know why? Again, it's... I assure you, they will be carrying assault weapons, not pea shooters. So you can't defend yourself against an invasion of another country with a one-shot gun. And I assure you, our enemies will be carrying assault weapons, if God forbid. China's got right. the biggest military base they have in the world. But more. Right, stop now, right now, stop. China's building stop. the biggest military base they've ever stop. built in Cuba, 90 miles from our shore. You think they're stop. building that because they want peace? Stop making that. So? Yeah, what are, what are you talking about? When we broke up the Soviet Union. Do we want peace? We should have invited them to the, to the NATO because they were doing the right thing. Instead, within two years, we put missiles in Poland and in Hungary facing the Russians. That's no way to, to win them over and include them in the world. If you make somebody an enemy, they become your enemy. It's outrageous. Once a fall, yeah. once a fall, yes. Next to Poland and the Eastern European countries, what do you think Philip Morty just said? That we threatened the Russians when we put missiles in Poland. Do you agree with them or disagree? As somebody and had the Russians occupy your country grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I am uh, absolutely sure that uh, we never will react in that way because, as you know, absolutely, we they have a clear agreement. And uh, and uh, everybody knows that uh, wasn't uh, Russia who violated it. Yes. So uh, I I uh, she's agreeing with you, Morty. She says that the Americans violated the agreement between Russia and Ukraine, yes. not Russia, and that if we just would have met with Putin and signed a contract, like he said, we will not make. Ukraine a member of NATO for 10 years, nor will we station missiles ever for 10 years on that was born the late one. Why we don't use any more the late one? The two guys have uh, the, the line uh, in one house in Ukraine, you know? Just pick up the phone and uh, let's talk about it. Why would happen this? I don't understand. And we know that everything starts 
2014. And I was working with the fashion industry, and I, I can tell you absolutely that I saw with my eyes clothing manufacturers in Italy because I was producing shoes for highest, most important uh, fashion uh, brands of the world. And I saw the, the closet among 300, 400 employers because of embargo to Russia. And this uh, brings to Europe a huge, huge issue, economics issue and everything, you know. I don't agree. I don't care who provided what, but I think that we, we have missed that diplomacy at all. And I wasn't in the time uh, on, on board in 68. But what happened it was the same what happened in my country, 20, uh, August 21, 68, in midnight, the war uh, came in in Czechoslovakia from every part of the, of the country. And at the time, we have a leader that was, uh, his name was Alexander Dubček. I I'm sure that you know him. And he was the most important leader that ever Czechoslovakia had after the Second War. That he said, please, don't do nothing, okay? We will, we will deal it like, like uh, by democracy. And this not happening in Ukraine. That I, I think the Zelensky uh, held that situation in the worst way that And if you will come to Europe, you will see all very healthy young men yes. uh, in, in, uh, not, not really fighting for, for the countries, for, for the country, for, for Ukraine, you know? They are in, uh, in the rest of Europe living their life problem. But I think that this is really uh, what never could happen. Like, no. She's agreeing with you, Morty. She feels that this war between Ukraine and Russia never should have happened. It was a failure. Absolutely. What's her, uh, what's Kelman's first name? What's her first name? Kenya. 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 She wasn't talking. She was talking with the, or the other one was talking. This, the one that from this the, was Anna Kellner from Italy, who originally is from the Czechoslovakia Republic or Slovakia. Okay, now What's her first name? The one from Czechoslovakia. Yana. Who was just talking? Yana. Yana? Yana. She's yeah. Italian. She's Italian citizen. Yana. No, I'm not. I would like to see I would like to see a head of the diplomatic corps for the United States. Because she's got the right attitude. It's so ridiculous. No, but, but you are saying we, we, we wouldn't have gone to war. I don't know, we would, but we should have tried. You try everything before you go to war. My view is we should outlaw wars totally, because we take young kids, our best future, young men and women, and we put them with, with, with these weapons that kill 100, 100 bullets a, a shot with, with bombs, with everything. Absent us putting them at war 
with the other side. The two guys shooting at each other, the two women shooting at each other, could would be best friends. And we, we create such, and, and I have to repeat over and over again, the United States has never been touched on its, its own territory, never. Pearl Harbor was not the United States, Afghanistan, I don't know which year, and remember, we, we defeated the, the British with muskets that, that shot one bullet and then they had to take a rest, another two minutes till they reloaded, another, that's different. But I, I'm not against guns, but not to make it available to everybody without analyzing if they're capable. If they're, we make people who drive a car take a driver's test, make sure they know how to park, and with, with guns, we don't make sure that they know how to shoot, we don't make sure that they know how to put it away. So many little kids are killed every year by the, 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 the children of uh, policemen or gun owners because they leave their guns around loaded and they play with it. And they, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's sinful. It shows how little respect we have for life. That kids at school. So now what's, our, what's the solution of the National Rifle Association? They don't have a solution to sell less guns because every time there's a manslaughter, a major slaughter, the next month they sell more guns than ever because the NRA w warns them that the government's gonna, because of this, the government's gonna take away your right to own guns. No other country is even close to us. It's, it's sinful that, that we wanna put guns in the hands of uh, teachers so they should be able to fight off if there's somebody. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's idiotic. And it's heartless, heartless, that we let little kids die. Let me hear from the, from your guests. I want to hear what they what their view is. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Uh, I mean, I want to state that I love U.S. I love America. The broad uh, policy in the last uh, 30, 40 years we did a lot of mistakes, and they were involved, as you say in different wars and in different uh, scenarios that were can be avoided. Another big mistake was uh, the support uh, or the uh, interference in the Arabs uh, um, uh, crisis uh, during 2010-2011 that brings revolutions and uh, we still have a very uncertain uh, situation in Mediterranean, in Libya, in Tunisia, uh, and then what happened in Syria. Yeah. This because also, uh, I mean, the United States want to bring democracy in countries where or they needed to have a ruler, or they used to have a ruler for many, many years, and cannot have the democracy from a day to another one. And this caused uh, a lot of uh, riots. Uh, yeah, the stabilization is still very, very high in the lower Mediterranean, in the south of the Mediterranean. Uh, especially, and also this affects Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have thousands of immigrants that uh, try to cross the sea every single day. We have this big problem with immigrants. I mean, we're talking about uh, people every single day arriving, and they want them to spread around Europe. But we have uh, these big issues also with uh, criminality coming from uh, these problems. So, uh, 
I totally agree with you that all these uh, interference in the worldwide uh, scenarios was a mistake most of the time. Correct. I, I want to make it clear. I love America. It's the best country in the world. I love my wife. I love my daughters. But if I think they're doing something wrong or they should, could do something better, I will criticize them. And I criticize this country, particularly our politicians who only care about getting reelected. They don't care what the people want. I pointed out that most of the people in America are for gun control. They can't get anything passed. And most of the people in America right now are for uh, the woman making the decision whether she should uh, have an abortion or not. It's not my business as a man to interfere with, with what women want to do with their own bodies. So, but they don't care, you know. It's, it's, it's sad, it's not a democracy, because a democracy, supposedly, the majority rules, and the majority has nothing to say. It's the guys who bring the, the checks to the, to the donors, to the guys that get elected, and they ask, what do you want me to vote for? And what do the Republicans say? A tax cut. That, that's their, their one, number one thing. Trickle-down economics. That, that means that if you give the rich more money, the economy gets better. That's bull. If you give it to the little people, they spend it, and the economy gets better. If you give it to the rich people, if they're operating at 65% of capacity, they're not going to hire people, they're not going to build buy new equipment, they're not going to build new factories. So it's, it's not trickle down, it's, it's trickle up. Good morning. Questions on the bottom of that list for climate change. I don't want to get Leonard. <laughs> it's mitigation and adaptation the solution. I move inland and build seawalls. I think that's, I think that's unrealistic. You know, have everybody move, and and do it. I don't think you can. Do that. What I think is important is having current public policy. Mitigation occurs after you've already got failure to control or fix the problem. And Morty, we're not going to solve the energy problem with windmills and solar. They don't work. I can tell you, living in Colorado, I have 65,000 kilo, uh, 65 kilo, uh, 65 on my roof, and guess what? Three months a year, they're totally covered with snow. They don't make energy. They don't make energy during the night. You can drive down three hundreds of windows. They're never turning. You need to have alternative energy. Does that work? Right. Brett, I don't agree with you, but we've been remiss. I care even if even if even if there's only a ten percent chance that global if only if there's only a ten percent chance that global warming is is potentially devastating, I would spend the money on that to save this world and to improve this world for my children and grandchildren. So I'd rather spend it on You say spend the money on the right answers. You have to spend the money on the right solutions, not in cockamamie ideas that are proven failures. 
We need to spend more money on, on energy-saving alternatives that work, not ones that fail. And with that, right. I'd like to turn it over to Alberta. He knows a little bit more about that than I do. I'd like to hear from the right point of view. Go ahead. The right solution is to do what we did, what we did with this. Uh, what was it? What was it? What was the uh, Sputnik? Sputnik. The Sputnik. We wanted to beat the Russians to the moon. The Russians were laughing at us. They said, "You'll beat us to the moon when you create a man as small as an orange," because we were sending up little uh, things to outer space. But we said, Kennedy said, we're going to beat them, and we helped, we went all out. We sent money to every university, to every company to work on it. That's what we have to do with energy. It's not wind or, or, or uh, solar, it's all the things. It's, it's uh, electric vehicles, it's, there's hundreds of things, but we have to care about it. We've had the biggest external tax we've tolerated in the history of the human beings by, by letting OPEC exist and being blackmailed and paying higher prices. If not for OPEC, oil would be in Italy what they're paying for, for gas to fill up their tanks. It would, be, it would be less than half the price, a quarter of the price. Because it's, it's only because... You should hear him. He's paying ten dollars a gallon in the right now. Please yeah. give me your opinion. So the gas, the gas in Europe, especially in Italy, is very Prices rises about 30% of the gas the stations. That's because people were going to holidays, and so this is speculation. On the other hand, we had the, last winter the gas price, uh, the natural gas, going more than double it was before. And this is because we're praying and uh, yeah. crisis, uh, and because we have to approach the gas, the gas from other countries instead of Russia. Anyway, uh, I think that we have to go both. With uh, uh, traditional uh, fuels as well as innovative alternative energies. What we have to do is even to reduce using these technologies and using some savings because now the technologies allows to have a lot of savings. Uh, in my company, we change all the lights from fluorescent uh, uh, bulbs to LED as well as uh, all the lights in the entertainment industry that they work with now are changing from traditional lamps to LEDs and yeah. consumption and they also the lights looks better and so this is possible to be done as well as in big city we can uh, use electric instead of uh, traditional uh, cars. I have both. I use usually the fuel uh, gasoil uh, car I had to travel for long distance on the weekends, and instead in the city I just use a small smart electrical city uh, car that I can uh, load uh, and recharge in my garage. And so this is possible. I mean, this is possible, especially in the big city. But for sure, I will turn all the lights off during the night. Uh, these are savings that are really impact the ambient. They really are easy to do, and they cost nothing. 
So we can do really these things if the people want to do this at the level, from the small house to the biggest paper company. Mr. Kellner, Senior, Senior Kellner, Senior Kellner, I want to yes, tell you, yes. if, if not for OPEC, if not controlling the supply and fixing the price, you wouldn't be paying more than $2 a barrel ever. Because you know what it costed Saudis to take uh, the oil out of the ground? $3 a barrel. And they want it to be $80, uh, over $80. If they had their way, it would be over $150. And they got it up there two years ago. It's outrageous. In the United States, if they did that, they'd be arrested. But it's our fault. We let them do it. Because we're the consumer. Every other product, the consumer dictates. They, they spend money to, for advertising to get you to buy it. If we said we're not going to buy a barrel of oil from Saudi Arabia, and we're, gonna, we're not only that, but we're not going to supply you with wheat and rice and whatever you need, it would end. But, but the oil companies love it. So the United States sticks with our oil companies. It's, tra it's, it's tragic. Morning, They're ripping off the world. Morning, hold on. How much money do you think in the price of a gallon is state, federal, and local taxes? Because in California, we are paying 7 to $8 a gallon, while I'm paying $4. Do you think in that price is state and local and federal taxes? I'm questioning you. I have no idea, but it's not. It's it's not that. Dollars, how much do you think represents taxes from the state of California, government of California, Colorado, and the federal government? How much do you think? I have no knowledge, but whatever you say, if you have the knowledge, you could tell me. But I'll, I'll a third of the price. It's a third of the price. Of the United States, Alberta. What is it? And it's fifty percent in Italy. So it's not. Unfortunately, not the Saudis that are screwing us, it's our own governments that are screwing us. Yeah. But at least, at least it's our government that gets screwed. It's at least it's our government that gets screwed. At least it's our government that gets screwed. At least it's the Italian government, hopefully, use it for the, for the benefit of their people. And we use it for the benefit of our people. When we give it to Saudi Arabia, we don't we don't get the benefit. So that's nonsense. In this country, they would be in jail. You can't fix the price and fix the supply without going to jail in this country. And we let them. They announced it. Things were the price was dropping. They recently dropped to sixty-seven dollars a barrel, uh, Texas oil, and they said we're going to cut the supply by. Three million dollars a day. May I ask you a question? Anything. Why don't we produce all our own oil and buy Saudis? I didn't hear that out of your mouth. Why don't we have America produce more oil so we don't need to buy any oil from the Saudis? I don't know that. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. I don't want that toxic poison that gives people asthma and every disease. I want to cut out all oil. 
That's not a disease, it's an idea. Do you know, I want to cut out the use of oil totally, because it's, it's a toxic. It's, it, it creates uh, illness and asthma and every, it's like tobacco. The tobacco company, 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 the tobacco companies, the tobacco companies were, were producing poison, cancer, and then they, and they hired the, they hired scientists to say, oh, that's bull, that's nonsense. While their own kids, which are their, or their, their priorities, their own kids were smoking, and they knew it was giving them cancer. But that's not as important as they're making money. So that's a, and it's the same with... Getting less money per barrel from Saudi, which indicates you think we should buy oil. Right. Well, if that's the case, we shouldn't be buying oil from them at all. Right, we're shooting. We shouldn't be buying from the United States. Because we don't do anything to replace that toxic oil. If we took an approach like we took when the Russians shot up, what is it called? Sputnik, Sputnik, with the oil, in no time at all, we solved the problem. We wouldn't have to buy any book from anybody. Anyway, God Before bless you. People, just time is up. Bad idea. Bad idea. Obama wasted investing in companies that were energy, the new energy options that went bankrupt. Leave me alone. That government invested in bankrupt. We're spending seven hundred fifty million billion, seven hundred fifty billion on on defense spending. Seven hundred fifty billion. Are, are any of us going to die from an attack on terror from terrorists? What we're going to die from is cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson's, all these things. We should spend our money at the thing that's going to kill you and me and the congressmen and the senators and the president. Next time we can talk on climate change. My producer, Len, says, next time we can talk about climate change. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Mr. Kellner. Thank you all. Thank you, beautiful ladies. Love it was nice. Good morning. <laughs> it was, it was, it was having beautiful.